Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today's top stories. The Santa Fe police have issued a search warrant for Alec Baldwin's phone. I told you, Alec, I told you that we were not done with you. Next, Ukraine President Zelensky's approval rating has dropped to 28% domestically amid the border crisis with Russia and corruption allegations. Third, the FBI operation against the Michigan militia, their case is falling apart due to entrapment questions and misconduct. And then finally, the Salvation Army. And my heart really breaks for the story. The Salvation Army, which has done such great work in the past, they've been ditched by donors and volunteers after calling their supporters a bunch of white racists. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. Alec Baldwin, I told you, I told you we were not done with you. And last week, we did the segment right here on Human Events Daily, where I broke down all of the various legal arguments that were out there and all of the new theories that are coming forward regarding the question whether or not he fired that gun. Not only was it not an accident, but could it potentially, and this is, of course, our questioning, but could it potentially have been an intentional trigger pull in, a, in the moment of anger and when the guy just snapped? Because the, what's the one thing that we know about Alec Baldwin? When you push that guy, what does he do? He snaps. Well, apparently, the Santa Fe Police Department, the Sheriff's Department there, has some questions of their own. In the matter of the death investigation of Helena Hutchins. San Francisco Sheriff's Office Cates, 2021-007949. In the matter to the issuance of a search warrant in regards to the search and seizure of a cellular phone believed to be an Apple iPhone due to conversations between Affiant, that's the sheriff, and Alec Baldwin being conducted through iMessages. The phone belongs to Alec Baldwin and is believed to be in his possession and has a mobile phone number, and they list the number. The full telephone number is known, however, is redacted for confidentiality and privacy. The carrier for the phone is Verizon Wireless. You are hereby commanded... You are hereby commanded to search. This is Judge David Segura of Santa Fe, New Mexico, says that the sheriff's office is hereby commanded to search forthwith the person or place described in the affidavit between the hours of 6 a.m. and 10 p.m. unless I have specifically authorized a nighttime search for the person or property described in the affidavit. Serving this warrant together with a copy of the affidavit and making the search and if the person or property be found there to seize the person or property and hold for safekeeping until further order of the court. Ladies and gentlemen, we said it last week. We're saying this again. Alec Baldwin is under investigation for the shooting death of Helena Hutchins. And the only question before us, quite frankly, the only question before us is was this Involuntary manslaughter, or was this murder? Hilary's Hilaria Baldwin just last night, again, attacking reporters because they are again out in public acting like nothing's happening. Take a look. Warrant, a search warrant for your phone. What do you make of that, sir? What happened, sir? And so remember, 
We talked about this again last week. They're throwing Baldwin under the bus. They're throwing him to the wolves. CNN is coming out after him because they had the gun expert on CNN talking about how that antique long Colt 45 with the way it has a pull on it, the way that has the hammer drop on it. You cannot, you cannot fire that gun without depressing the trigger. You will not, right? The, the hammer break is just not there. It's just not there, right? See, you either had to depress the trigger beforehand and then you're fanning it, right? Like if you've seen literally every Western movie or you positively pulled the trigger after decocking the hammer. Alec Baldwin, shut up, dude. Like seriously, I, I'm saying this now for your own legal defense at this point. Just stop talking. You're sending iMessages to the sheriff? Are you serious right now? This guy has a disorder. He absolutely has a personality disorder. And we know, by the way, that his wife, Hilaria, was on TikTok the other day. Yes, she was actually on TikTok the other day talking about how he has uh, PTSD. And he had PTSD prior to the situation. Well, I'm sorry. But having PTSD does not deprive you of liability for a murder. And Alec Baldwin, you need to start being careful. You need to think about your family and think about your future. Ladies and gentlemen, I've said that before, and I'm going to have to say it again. It is time to get on the lifeboats. Head for the lifeboats now, and the lifeboat is Getter. G-E-T-T-R dot com. Go establish your presence today. Facebook has admitted that its fact checks are not fact checks. They are censorious interference with your freedom of speech. And until the federal government does anything about this to rein in the tech oligarchs, they will be there to crack down on you. That's the number one way that they have decided to try to stop this populist movement in its tracks. And it, this, and make no mistake, this is a global movement because we are dealing with a global regime at this point, a regime that has its nooks and crannies and fingers in so many different areas of the world, from India to Europe to the United States to Brazil. Of course, we see nodes of it in China spreading out through, across the Korean Peninsula. We understand what's going on here. We are dealing with a regime. That is why you need to go now, go to Getter, establish your presence, because Getter is the path forward. This is where freedom and the flame of freedom can stay alive. Go to Getter.com, establish yourself today, post-haste. But next up, talking about the regime. Where is the regime eyeing today? Where is the eye of Sauron? Well, it has fallen once again upon Ukraine. Understand what's going on here. While President Biden's domestic policy is completely in shambles, his presidency in less than one year has completely fallen apart. His domestic agenda is a joke. And we've seen what's happened to his foreign policy when we saw the, the signs, the videos, the destruction, the death and the depravity coming out of the collapse of Kabul, the fall of Kabul. Understand what they are trying to do now, what they are talking about, the most senior levels of the White House and Human Events Daily can report this, is that they are going to try to use Ukraine as a distraction from everything that's going on domestically and internationally. They think now is the time that they can make a huge push to bring Ukraine into the fold. Remember, Ukraine is not a member of NATO. They're not a member of the United Nations. And yet, what do we see? We see the head of NATO over there in Ukraine today 
right? This whole week he's there saying essentially that if Russia is to make a move in eastern Ukraine, in these separatist um, areas, they're, they're, they're calling themselves, you know, these, these self-autonomous people's republics, right? They are declaring themselves essentially that NATO is a de facto a de facto guarantor of the protection of the borders of Ukraine, right? So instead of defending the U.S. border, instead of defending the southern border, where Americans, where I'm, I'm sitting in Phoenix, Arizona right now, my family is very close to the U.S. southern border, right, especially compared to Washington, D.C., they're not defending the United States border, but they're caring very deeply about the border of Ukraine. Listen to the head of NATO talking about this just this week. NATO's relationship with Ukraine is going to be decided by uh, the 30 NATO allies and Ukraine. No one else. Uh, we cannot accept that Russia is trying to re-establish a system uh, where big powers like Russia has spheres of influence where they can control or decide what other members uh, can do. So that's the short answer. But we just got word out of the Wilson Center on this. And the Wilson Center, they focus on democracy. They focus on what's going on. I mean, this is a very neocon kind of blog, right? But I go and look at this and it says Vladimir Zelensky, who is the current president of Ukraine, right? So you had Yanukovych, who was, you know, like him or not, Yanukovych was a democratically elected president in Ukraine. He was overthrown in the Maidan color revolution in 2014. He then later fled the country. Then Viktor Poroshenko, an oligarch in his own right, who originally was pro-U.S., but then essentially he just became pro-Poroshenko, was uh, installed as the new president of Ukraine. Following his end, end of term in office, Zelensky became elected. Zelensky got 73% of the vote when he was first elected, but now we look at polls and Zelensky is down. In just less than two and a half years, he's down to only 28% percent approval. What is going on? Well, according to the Wilson Institute, it says that his image has that originally he was told that he they, you know, essentially sold himself as a radical alternative to political cynicism. But he has turned into another a just like all the others politician whose political support is waning. And remember, this was a popular guy. He was an actor, actually, before he came in. This was a fictional character. You know, he was sort of a Mr. Swift, Smith goes to Washington kind of guy. That was his um, his total household ID, name ID, before he became elected. But his approval rating is dropping and dropping and dropping. And why? They answer it. At the midpoint of his presidency, Zelensky himself has destroyed his image as an alternative politician. Here's what he did. First, they started promoting the idea that he was just like any other business person in Ukraine. This statement was repeated again and again. They, then the Pandora Papers come out and they can see that he himself is involved in corruption, financial dealings, just like all of the other oligarchs, right? They've got money in offshore companies, British Virgin Islands, Cyprus, of course, and also Belize. Zelensky's family is getting money from offshore, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, he seems to have been just another guy who's tied up in all of this corruption. We've seen the corruption when we, in terms of uh, Burisma. We've gone through the corruption of Mykola Zlachevsky. Everything that is being run in the government of Ukraine right now is completely corrupt. And the U.S. is looking now to exploit that situation to prop up the Biden administration's flailing approval rating here at home domestically. Are you paying attention yet? Well, you know, this is crazy because here we are 
right? I think for the second time in two weeks, and I am going to quote BuzzFeed News. I know, I know, we did this the last time, and people were very upset. They said, well, Jack, why you on a post? what are you doing? Why are you quoting BuzzFeed? Why are you getting involved with these guys? These are not our friends. Like, I know, I know. But there's a couple of things, and I explained this last time. I'll explain it again. There are some Gen Xers at BuzzFeed News that still have this kind of mentality where it's not that they're just dyed-in-the-wool leftists, it's that they're anti-authority. And they view uh, the government, they view the establishment as part of that authority. And so they view their brand of, and this is a very Gen X version of leftism. This is not millennial left. Like millennial leftism is social justice leftism. Okay, you get that? But you still have a lot of Gen X leftists and liberals, right? Essentially, that's more your your liberal types who say, no, 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 we're just anti-authority. It's the millennials that are more militant. That is your social justice militants. And, you know, I think when we go back at some point and when historians look at this era, you know, we're not going to call it the woke era. We're going to call it the social justice era. That's the era that we're living through. So even though we live in this time of social justice, and of course, there's tons of social justice warriors now uh, throughout places like BuzzFeed and in the next segment, we're going to talk about how they're ruining the Salvation Army. Now we've got a report from these Gen X liberals at BuzzFeed News. And look at this headline. The FBI said it busted a plot to kidnap Michigan's governor. But then things got complicated. The case seemed like a lock until an informant and one FBI agent were charged with crimes and another was accused of perjury and a third was found promoting a private security firm and that wasn't all so i want you guys to go back because remember we were in the heat of things october 2020 was when this investigation when this huge raid all of these arrests this dropped this was major major news and if you weren't following Right. If you weren't necessarily someone who only follows conservative media, if you were just in sort of the normie sphere or if you were following left wing media, this was the major driver. In fact, this was the story that they were talking about in October 2020 so that they didn't have to talk about the Hunter Biden story. So go back to that time and listen to this interview that was conducted with the Michigan attorney general on CNN. Well, it was an extensive uh, plot. There's no question about that. And I think what's important for people to know is that um, it's not just the organization's that um, were alleged to have committed these offenses in the uh, both federal and state complaints, there are many groups operating out there. And if you recall, um, the director of the FBI has stated quite clearly uh, that domestic terrorism is one of the biggest threats that we have ongoing to our security uh, in the United States. And I think that this case really demonstrates that. But the fact is there are multiple groups that are operating across multiple jurisdictions in many different states. Uh, and it is something that we need to be very concerned about. And you really have to go, go to buzzfeednews.com. We'll put this link in the show notes. Uh, I've, I've tweeted out, a lot of people tweeted out, but there's so many good lines and there's so many good quotes in this thing to talk about how this entire, this entire thing was an FBI entrapment operation. Right. And I know we've covered this before, but essentially what was going on is people thought that they were joining like a militia to go. They thought it was a gun shoot, like a gun group. Right. We're going to go and learn tactics. We're going to learn, hey, these guys have military experience. They have some training. We're going to go out in the woods. We're going to learn to shoot, move, communicate. We're going to learn some basic tactics and basic drills. We're going to go do this stuff. And listen, listen to this line. Right. This 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 line just just I think of all of it. This is the one that jumps out at me. In the Michigan kidnapping case, at least a dozen 
confidential informants, as well as two or more undercover FBI agents, helped gather evidence against the 14 men who were charged. So, wait, 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 wait. A dozen confidential informants, plus two or more undercover FBI agents. So that gets you to 14. So you're, it took 14 informants or agents for the FBI to gather evidence to charge 14 men who were charged in this thing. So 14 defendants, right? That's a one-to-one -one ratio. You've got one handler, one FBI informant or agent per person charged. Do you have any idea how much time and money it took to put together this entire entrapment operation? This is insane. This is completely insane. And understand, ladies and gentlemen, this is what your government is doing. This is what your tax dollars are paying for. This is what Chris Ray is focused on. He's not focused on the domestic terrorists that were burning down our cities all last year. No, he's running operations like this. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for continuing to support us, continuing to support the podcast. The way you do that, the way you keep this work going, you go to MyPillow.com, you use promo code POSO, you've got oh, so much there. We've got, by the way, the dog beds, they just sent me a message this morning. I got a message from the guys at MyPillow. They said, Jack, the dog beds have been selling so well. And I said, why is that? And they said, look, because people, they've already bought stuff for their families. They bought the robes, they bought the slippers, they bought the towels, the toppers. But they remember that man's best friend, right, your best friend, at Christmas time, deserves something a little bit special, a little bit nice. So people are going in, they're buying the dog bed. So I say, go to mypillow.com and don't forget the dog beds. All right, there, I said it. Next up, Human Events Daily. I believe this is an exclusive because I haven't seen anyone been able to post this, any video anywhere yet. And when I found it last night on the Salvation Army YouTube page, it only had about 400 views. These guys say, so remember what happened with the Salvation Army. They said, that they put out a statement that was just always an internal document calling their supporters to apologize for their white racism. And they said, no, that was just an internal thing. We don't believe that. So I said, okay. And I went to their YouTube page. How many of you knew the Salvation Army had a YouTube page? See, this is why you watch Human Events Daily. We went to this thing and I scrolled back to summer of 2021. And what did I find? A 35-minute seminar of them extolling full-on critical race theory. Let me play a clip of this. And two terms that I think need a little clarification is equality and equity. Many times we, we seem to use them interchangeably, but there is a difference between the two. Equality means each group or individual is given the same resources or access to opportunities. Equity recognizes that each person and or groups may have different circumstances. These circumstances may impair their ability to achieve equality and allocate or tries to allocate the exact resources and opportunity needed to bring everyone to equality. Look at this picture. Many of us can recognize inequality. That is when none or limited resources are made available to a specific group of people. We can see that it cannot be righted. There cannot be a level of justice unless there is significant change. Equality is when something is done to give equal access, but things may still be greatly out of whack. Those people in favor 
from the beginning may be given initial advantage at a disadvantage to others so there is no real equality. Equity is when we take into consideration the needs of all and we attempt to right the injustice. And what's been the result? From the Washington Examiner, the Salvation Army is ditched by donors and volunteers after the disastrous release of their anti-racism guide. Salvation Army chapters across the country are reporting massive shortages in volunteer hours and toy donations. 20,000 volunteers down, 33% of the charge. And look, let me just say something, right? What, what a horrible disgrace. These people get involved. These social justice warriors, these infiltrators and interlopers get involved with a fantastic organization like the Salvation Army that is a Christian organization that stands up for what's right. And they do great things for people in need. And then you start pushing stuff like this and you steal that organization's name, that good name, and use it to further your own political agendas. You should all be ashamed and you should all resign in disgrace. All right, that is all the time we have. This is, by the way, our last episode of the week, uh, but I will be going into America Fest, which starts tomorrow. Guys, I've seen the stage for this thing. It is going to be absolutely amazing. I think it's the largest stage that's ever been seen before in the conservative movement. When you guys see this thing, you're going to absolutely blow your mind, all right? So go check out America Fest this entire weekend. Uh, I'm going to be broadcasting live from there. We've got a lot of special events, a lot of special guests. So just stay tuned. This is going to be all over the place. But before we go... Today's moment of history is, it's a fantastic one. It's, it's an excellent one. It's so American. Today is the anniversary of the Wright Brothers' first flight at Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, 10.35 a.m., December 17th, 1903. But I want to say something about the Wright Brothers. They were high school dropouts. They didn't go to college. They didn't have some prestigious degrees. They weren't saddled with years and years of debt and gender studies programs. No, they were two guys who did their own research and literally broke, broke the bonds that shackled them to earth and took to the skies. What could be more American than that? Ladies and gentlemen, you have my permission to lay ashore.